Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real play podcast loosely based on Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dangers, and I'm your host slash Crypt Keeper. Now, if you've been around for a little while, you know that seeing part two above an episode means that there is no recap. So it is highly encouraged if you do need any sort of refresher on the events that happened before to go back and listen to part one. But without further ado, we will jump directly into part two already in progress. You can feel the presence of the scroll of Osiris reaching out to you. And like when you had encountered Karis with the scroll of Set before, you feel the voices of the Egyptian gods start to enter into your head, and you hear them say to you, the power of the scroll and the power of the gods can be yours if you destroy the heart of the mummy lord. Oh, but he has to do it. Mm. I mean, I was really just going to run downstairs to check and see, like, if the scroll was down there. And then if not, I was going to run upstairs. But I assume it's downstairs. I think it's a safe assumption that a mummy lord would hide deep. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like how pyramids are. Um, It is a museum, though. So where would they put the exhibit? (laughs) How long have we been sitting in this session? Let's see. My role thing says we've been here for an hour and 23 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Imhotep is going to finally... Walk into the building at the door. This and then like just banners time. and things just like drop and says, Congratulations, you are now the one hundredth visitor to the museum. <laughs> I haven't moved since we got here. <laughs> <laughs> so Imotep is going to walk into the room. He's gonna go up the stairs to where the scarab beetle is circling overhead. And in I'll say it in celestial, but can I flavor it as Coptic Egyptian? Sure, absolutely. He kind of extends his hand to the beetle and says, this is kind of why he wanted everybody to be away, because he's going to be super feelsy and nice. <laughs> That's not Imhotep. Uh... Forgive my friend. He did not mean to startle you. You are a beautiful creature, and I would be honored to have you join us in a quest to right wrongs of the past. And as an amulet that I would wore upon my chest to help me see one's heart to the duat. Get that inspiration back. Oh my god, that was so good. (laughs) The beetle kind of chitters a little bit and gives out a friendly little (laughs) and begins to glow as it emits a bright light within a 10-foot radius. And it circles around you and then drops down to the floor beside you, dims its light a little bit, and kind of brushes its head up against you. No, Sweet baby! Emotep gets all the fucking pets. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was gonna say that whole bright light thing is not gonna be good for me. No. How big is this beetle friend? Is he dog size? Is he horse size? Is it rideable? <laughs> Basically what I'm asking, is it rideable? Give him a steed. It is roughly 10 feet. Oh my. What? That's a big boy. Dang, that's Ooh. bigger than a horse. Wow. He's going to be hard to transport. <laughs> I mean, hopefully he doesn't eat us. He seems fine. He's just a little cutie. So kind of reaches up, pets the guy on his head. You will need to come up with a name for you. I'm thinking... Hold on, I gotta use translate real quickly. <laughs> we've, we've already had Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. Let's see who we get today. Whatever Egyptian is for guiding light. Ooh. In the meantime, as you walk down the stairs, you descend into a long stretched out hallway with a bunch of paintings hung up on either side and just a row of glass cases with a bunch of relics from old times. Immediately in front of you, there is a horn a sword, and a cannon. And then along the sides, there are glass cases with glass orbs, vases, lamps. Uh, Alta Aluk. What was that? So Atla Aluk? It means sparkle. 
Oh, cute. <laughs> Altadenta. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> al dente. Altadena. The, the milk. Altadena. Al dente. Alta aluk. Alta aluk. Okay. You and Alta aluk will be a little bit behind, but everybody else makes their way into this hallway. And the vampire spawn cultist is rummaging around through the exhibits and is near the center of the room by the sword. When we were walking downstairs, I wanted to talk to Jack. Feelings time. <laughs> Not, maybe, we'll see. Um, so as we're walking down, I'm like, oh, Jack, this this might be perfect timing. Um, you said you were having some hard time with light. Uh, Yeah. I don't think this will solve your problem, but um, I remember what you were saying about the whole uh, eyelids thing a, a little while back. And um, in the gift shop, I I got you some sleep masks. I I, I got two because I didn't know which slogan you'd like more. But I, I uh, so here's one that says, I love my mommy at the Natural History Museum. Very cute. Uh, and then the other one I thought would be cute because um, it, it covers your eyes and, and, and you know you're, you're, you're invisible, but it says, um, now museum, now you don't. Uh, but you know, in hindsight, I, I, I don't think I would like a sleep mask that would say uh, werewolf, herewolf. So um, if, if you don't want either of these, I can take a back. But uh, I was just thinking maybe you would, you would like one of these and it, it might help a little bit. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're walking down the stairs and Jack just kind of like stops and <laughs> he just kind of starts <laughs> chuckling a little bit and <laughs> uh, Larry I I got to say I really do stand by what I said before you're you're being too good uh it's not a problem for us we probably need some sort of barometer to even out the scales of whatever it is that we end up getting into. And I really do appreciate the uh, sentimentality. Um, for sleeping purposes, I'll take the now museum, now you don't. <laughs> Good. All right. I, I'll give that one to you then. Uh, and then depending on how the rest of this goes, I'll see if this I love my mommy one is apt for uh, Emotep. But I know he doesn't have very fond feelings of... Um, what's presumably the uh, the main attraction of this building right now. I know yes. he's not a fan of his pharaoh, so we will wait on that one. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel a little guilty from uh, the past night or so, so I guess I'm trying to make amends. As we're coming up to the bottom of the stairs, how bright is it? Uh, this room is pretty well illuminated. Here's how I'll describe it. The overhead lights are not on, but there are lights underneath each of the different exhibits. So the paintings themselves have light shining on them and each of the glass cases is underlit. So overall, I would say this room has dim light. Okay, so while making Jack, I wanted him to have like a real fondness for paintings. Mm. So he sees maybe the first painting on his left. I don't know, he just gets taken aback and misses his homeland at the moment and just kind of remembers things a little bit simpler and not necessarily wishes to go back because those uh some complications but at the same time he just wants to take a moment to appreciate the paintings that are surrounding him right now i see the sword in the middle of the room and go son of a bitch i just got rid of a cursed sword not again <laughs> don't worry mary we'll uh we'll look into this one for a moment but um <laughs> we may have to put a pin in this one you see that cultist over there oh that's possibly either Jenna or Natasha. Well, uh, I have a suggestion for all of us. I am listening. If you want to possibly run defense, I can try and rush in and out of these rooms trying to see where we need to go. By defense, essentially you mean just stay back here and just watch what she's doing, correct? Well, I'm going to have to run past her. So if you want to... So you're saying kill the cultist. Best defense is a murderous offense, is what you're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. You just don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I saw that last cultist die, and I don't really want another evil number above our heads. That was a number, correct? Uh, looked like it to me. So... I'm not, I'm not asking for you to kill it, but if it's the easiest thing to do, then yes. Um, but... Well, good thing I'm not so murdery. I got rid of that thing. Uh, I don't know for sure um, if I would 
Dan, would I have to run a check to see if that gem only affected the floor that it was on? I'm just going to outright tell you it doesn't have that kind of reach. Okay. Oh, thank God. So as you all pour your way in and as you're having that conversation, you see the vampire spawn cultist looking over the sword, looking at all the paintings, and in a bit of a desperate and frustrated huff, smacks the sword as she kind of complains to herself and says, of course it's not here. I need it to go a little bit further in. Why is it always at the bottommost floor? Are you having a hard time there? She turns back to you and hisses. I kind of want to jump over the awning and land in front of her and look at her and go, oogly boogly, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and as she smacks the sword, it falls off its pedestal and does not hit the ground. Uh. Oh. oh. And floating above the ground... It rises up as it's filled with more of that same energy from the Scroll of Osiris and begins to kind of circle around the room wildly swinging, looking oh, for no. a target. Oh, oh no. I'm looking over at Jack and I'm like, what did I tell you? Don't touch the thing. I didn't touch anything. E- Eric, I was going to ask if you wanted to be solid again, but I assume with the recent development, probably not. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Okay, okay. If anything, Phantom's trying to, like, stretch out the gas particles, like, get thinner. (laughs) (laughs) Can, at this point, Imhotep come down the stairs with his new scarab friend? Sure. I just imagine Imhotep kind of walking backwards, guiding the scarab carefully down the stairs, (laughs) because it's probably a little bit big for them. (laughs) We are going to be coming carefully. Watch your head, watch your head. And as you can see, my friends are... And I told you not to touch anything! We didn't didn't touch anything! What the hell is that? (laughs) That's the giant bug from upstairs. This is my friend. He is coming with us. He's he's your friend. Cool. Oh, he's so cute. All right. Well, that's a friend. Uh, Dusty, look, I'm a cloud. And what up? Just walks on over. <gasps> Caught some phantom particles in your nose. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, no. Just go ahead and start sneezing. <laughs> yeah. Phantom goop in my schnoz. It is distinctly not goop. How dare you? (laughs) You got phantom dust. And as she sees you and the beetle coming down the stairs, Mm -hmm. she sees that she is vastly outnumbered. And as the sword kind of swings above her head, she ducks out of the way and starts to run back towards the other end of the room. Before she is out of range, because she was like 50 feet away at first. I would like to cast Phantasmal Force. I don't believe you can cast spells as a gas. when you're a gas. No! But whenever you want to recorporealize, you got it. Damn. All right. Well, bye, cultist. My cloud's folding its arms. <laughs> All right. So, Dan, the cultist is 40 feet away from me. Can I sprint? Essentially, just like straight up football tackler and pin her to the ground so Imhotep can talk to her, so we can talk to her. I will cry if you smack into the cannon and then the cannon starts floating and spinning around. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to say make a straight athletics roll for that. All right. Oh! Did we get a 20? Did we get a 20? 18 plus 6, so unnatural 23. Hell yeah. Wait, am I doing that math right? 24. Unnatural 4, 24. You are able to tackle her before she can get any further and have her pinned down. You will be flying directly into the path of this flying sword. So the swords actually go in, uh, uh, oh wait. It's kind of wildly swinging all over the place. Okay, but I have danger sense though. So I get advantage on deck saves against effects I can see. Yay. It is basically just going to attack. Oh, shit. So it's not going to be a save. It's just going to be a to hit. Okay. Roll low, please. Uh, 17. <sighs> it hits. And it deals nine Ooh. damage. Cut in half. So that's going to be four. Yeah. Going to round down to four. So it does nick you as you pin down the vampire cultist who I'll just straight up tell you, she, that, that one's Natasha. Um, I had a feeling she looks like a Natasha. So as you pin her down, she hisses at you. And um, what is it that you do? I pin her down and she hisses. And I just hiss back at her like, yeah, not so fun is now, is it? Now here's what's going to happen. 
You are going to tell myself and my friends everything you know. Everything about Rainer, why you are here, all the information you have pertaining to this pharaoh that's probably a few floors down. And if you don't tell me what I want to know, I'm going to throw you directly in the direction of that flying swinging sword. And if you get to live, you also owe me like 15 gold because I just bought this damn jacket and you got nicks in it. She smiles and poofs into mist. You... Bitch. Uh, missed fight, missed fight. <laughs> Breather <her> in. <laughs> I don't think Traverse. I want a vampire in my body, dude. I mean, you never know. <laughs> All right, and then I'm just going to roll a d20 for the sword. It's going to still be locked on to you, Frankenstein monster, and take another swing since you're the closest thing to it. Oh, not again. That's a two, so... Cool. Nice. I draw my not-cursed long sword, and I block it. Oh, I think you got rid of your other sword. I got rid of the Sword of Vengeance, but I bought a long sword at the uh, um, at the market earlier. Okay, cool. As Natasha decorporealizes, you kind of drop down beneath where it's swinging and can parry it with your long sword. Sweet. Can I do an arcana check on it real quick to see if the sword is cursed otherwise besides the magic of the the mummy's tomb, or is it, like, cursed-cursed? Uh, go ahead and roll arcana. All right. Would I be able to assist with that? Because I had mentioned earlier. Uh, sure, you can assist. So, it's advantage. Okay. Thank God, because I rolled a nat one. Hey! (laughs) And then everyone else, after this is over, what do you want to do? I will gaseously float just right down the middle, unbothered by any one or thing <laughs> towards those back rooms. Yeah, you can go anywhere you want. On the way, though, I would like, uh, how many how many glass cases are those? Eight? I'd love <laughs> to know what's in each of those. <laughs> Roll perception with advantage. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Frankenstein Monster, what was your advantage, Darkana? Seven plus one, so an eight. With an eight, you have no idea. Shit, I had a feeling. I mean, it's a flying sword. You could probably just catch it. I don't want to because I don't want to get cursed again because last time I grabbed the sword of... I'm very... Let's just say I have some form of mild PTSD from grabbing a sword of vengeance and not being able to let go. Uh. <laughs> 17. Ooh, okay. So with a 17, within these cases, there is a crystal ball of divination. There is what appears to be a genie lamp. Oh. The horn behind you has a placard on it that says Atlantean Conch. (gasps) Ooh. There is a journal of a War of the Roses victim, and there is a nice-looking but not mechanically special vase and lamp. Cool. Yeah, two of these were Dan running out of things to put in the museum. (laughs) I wonder which two. I'm actually not going to make it all the way across the room. I'll just go ahead and make it this far. Uh, good luck, listeners, knowing how far that is. And I'm going to corporealize. All right. You give me the sign and I drop my concentration. Okay. So you recorporealize right behind the pedestal that the horn marked as an Atlantean conch is sitting upon. Yeah. Uh, and I will skirt any undesirable curses. I'm going to have an unseen servant steal it for me. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. Roll just a straight D20. Oh, but I do so badly at those. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, nat 20. I lost. Oh my god. You get so not cursed, Invisible Man gets a double curse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so your unseen servant takes the Atlantean conch, and the building begins to shake and tremble a bit, and you hear the same voice that Jack heard saying, Thief. And your unseen servant drops out of existence, and the horn clatters to the ground. All right, and then I'll hand over the spotlight, but I would like to tenderly pick it up off the floor before that. Go ahead and add to your inventory the Atlantean conch. Woo! Now, how many of these can I cast (laughs) to get all the other shit in the room? (laughs) Phantom, as you go to try and cast another unseen servant... Nothing happens. You kind of look around and you see the techs have gone on strike. (laughs) I got got one of you killed and now nobody wants to come to work. Unbelievable. (laughs) 
<laughs> Can I look over to Phantom? Maybe we loot after we beat the big bad? That's what I was thinking as well, as much as I want to check out all these paintings. Uh, Larry's pinching his nose like, I should have left him as mist. <laughs> and I'm just like staring at the sword flying around. It's like, yeah, let's beat the big bad first and then get all the good shit. No. <laughs> as everyone's focus is on the Phantom and his newly acquired conch, the mist that is Natasha begins to float away to the end of the room, recorporealizes, and swings the cannon facing all of you. Oh, oh god damn it. Shit. Is there any way that I could still run forward? What I am going to say is everyone make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, Can this shit. count as danger sense? This does count as danger sense. Hell yeah, your boy gets advantage. Larry, gas me up. <laughs> I can do that one more time, and I'm about to get hit with a cannon. <laughs> um, yeah, so even with my advantage, I rolled a four, but it's a minus one, yikes. so it's a three. Ooh, you want to know what the, the worst part? The other dice I rolled for my advantage, it was a three. That's rough. Yeah. Oh, see, that's what I got, and I also have a minus one, so I got a two. Today has not been my day. <laughs> I feel bad. Mine was a 17. That sounds like you'll live. I don't know if I was in danger, but I rolled a 19. I got a 16. What, what? Hell yeah. The cannon fires off and in a straight line hits the Frankenstein monster and knocks him into the wolf Oh, man. shoot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God, that's so far. That blasts him for the listeners 55 feet. Wow. <laughs> it is a cannon. I, 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 a man can only be so solid. <laughs> <laughs> that will be 24 damage. Oh, oh my God, to me too. Cut in half All right, cut because in half. it is bludgeoning damage. Okay. So you okay. take 12. Okay. And because the impact is hitting the Frankenstein monster, that will also be half damage for you, Wolfman, as you're getting hit. Is it half of the a half? backside. So both of you take 12 damage. Okay. okay. I'm just like there cradling a cannonball on my stomach, my sword in one hand, the cannonball in my other. I'm like, oh! <laughs> so Mary, you sure you still don't want to kill us? Kill it! I also forgot to have the flying sword make a saving throw, and it rolled a four. <laughs> so it gets oh. hit by the cannonball before it hits the Frankenstein monster, and it just shatters. Oh, oh my wow. god. Wow. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm just imagining a little Frankenstein-shaped crack in the wall and just Mary's there with the cannon and then you see two little hands poking out on either side. <laughs> it's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> a la Looney Tunes. Yeah, Frankenstein monster is pressed into the wall and then kind of peels down and out and flattened like a pancake behind him is the wolfman who accordions out and then pops back up to normal. I yell over at Phantoms like, I don't like it, but yeah, kill it. Kill it with fire. You got it, buddy. Now I'm going to cast Phantasmal Force. Yeah. Describe Phantasmal Force. Will do. I've been, oh, this one, I've been eyeing it. <clears throat> you craft an illusion. <laughs> that takes root in the mind of a creature that you can see within range. Range is 60 feet. The target must make an intelligence saving throw. On a failed save, you create a phantasmal object, creature, or otherwise visible phenomenon of your choice that is no larger than a 10-foot cube and that is perceivable only to the target for the duration. Uh, this spell has no effect on undead or construct. Oh, shit, it's a vampire, isn't it? It is a vampire spawn. Boo! <laughs> so, cool swarm like sh i don't know swoopy like swoopy shawarma swoopy <laughs> um magic <laughs> comes out of my hands and like goes around its face and then does nothing oh uh sorry monster we should probably leave <laughs> phantom was was that supposed to do something Shut up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> as that phantasmal force wraps around her and does nothing she chuckles to herself and then continues to run out of the room. Um, whenever you give me a chance, I'm still chasing. What is your movement speed? Uh, I believe it's 40. So I would get probably just about even with the cannon. So not quite to the edge of the room. Okay. She takes off before you can intercept, but you can see her 
continue to make her way down the hall to your west, down another set of stairs. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. Um, guys, just a heads up, we got a lot of stairs. Uh, should we follow? Uh, if you guys want to chill here for a little bit, I'll do, I can do a little bit of scouting. Uh, maybe that's best. <laughs> I'll come with. Um, I walk over to the two of them. I lean down to the Frankenstein monster. I'm going to do our little mending thing that we, we said we can do, yeah. right? Yep. You're going to recover four HP. Thank you. Five HP. Five Thank. HP. Thank you. And, um, Larry, how many are you at? I mean, I'm okay. Like, we could wait. It just depends. I'm not normally on the front line, so. Uh, I'm going to use Cure Wounds on you rather than healing. Well. And you're going to gain all of six points back. So you're going to get half of what you took back. Thank you, Emotep. I feel a little more 3D now. <laughs> <laughs> the next time you see a cannon pointed at you, don't stand in the way. God, I hope there's not a next time. I was trying not to. Aye. I wasn't expecting that. Who keeps a loaded cannon like that in a museum? It's a museum! I think things in here are not as they usually are. Um, Team Huddle, really quickly, please. Team Huddle. All right, bring it in. Holding my hand up to try and get Jack in fandom's attention. You know we dipped. You know we dipped. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, we would have essentially ran out of the room. <laughs> It's Jack Phantom's super team. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> All right, team level-headed, let's group up. <laughs> okay, so Jack and Phantom, you two run off ahead while the group huddle happens. So you'll have a head start for the next floor. Okay. If we find who I fear we will find here, you may hurt him. You may torment him you may break him but i will be the one to kill him destroy him ensure that he is not happy in his afterlife do you understand crystal you got it buddy good sparkles away <laughs> that sounded so evil <laughs> also do you understand crystal <laughs> uh hey hey do you guys want some stuff i got in the gift shop oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I, I i want to look at i uh, so larry says you want stuff that i found in the gift shop and imotep and goes oh no you stole from the mummy lord no, no, are you no. cursed are you okay no, no, is no. everything is i paid for everything i got out of there gosh darn it i'm not i'm not trying to steal I Phantom makes me accomplice, but I did not take anything. I purchased these. Amotep's got his hands on Larry's shoulder, and as he says, I paid for all this, he just stands it up. What kind of boring person are you? Trying to be a boring person. I'm, I'm just looking darn it. I, I'm looking over and like, I mean <laughs> I was gonna try and take stuff too, but not until after we beat this guy. Well, I kind well, of I felt mean, bad. I understand that, but like before we knew about the whole cursing thing, if we're here in the middle of a who just who who, who well, wants I to pay? What poor cashier closed the previous night to get in trouble for missing inventory? You know, I don't want to hurt the little guy. I'm pretty sure we saw all, all the patrons <laughs> leave and scream in terror because the exhibits literally came to life. I'm pretty sure that they're gonna be all right if a few pieces go missing, but. Oh, I I didn't remember that. Um, it's it's and of okay. All things that you needed to worry about, you just. I tried to call him Imhotep. Down. I was like, Imhotep, remember, this is Larry. He's the goodest boy <laughs> out of all of us. <laughs> I understand that, but like, just let him. Why couldn't you just? He's just, he's walking away. Imhotep, he's just, just like, why wouldn't you just take them? It's it, Mary. Like, it's okay. Im he probably wouldn't like his anyways. I'm a little worried about it. I might if there is still a gift shop after all this is said and done. <laughs> Let's hope uh, I'll exchange it out. But uh, I got okay. So uh, here are five coins for the outfit. I I was so distracted with my leather vest the last time we were shopping that um, I I didn't want you to pay for the replacement clothes that I cost you. But um, I also see that they're all little ripped up again. Uh, so I got you this big XXXL shirt that says bigger is better and it has a T-Rex on it. My eyes just wide open because I see this giant monster. I see the T-Rex and as Mary, I don't know what a T-Rex is, but Mary sees it and is instantly infatuated with it and is looking at it and is like, 
this is the coolest thing I have ever seen. And instantly <laughs> I go into like a little boy's daydream of riding a T-Rex into battle <laughs> with like the Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park theme song playing in the background, but it's a metal version of it. And I'm just going through with the T-Rex, <laughs> just like stomping over the land with volcanoes going in the background. I'm like, yeah, I knew he was a child at heart. <laughs> and I just inspiration, Ben. Yay! <laughs> I get my inspiration back. Got no inspiration but, for bigger is better T-Rex. Fine inspiration for you too. Thank you. <laughs> oh wow! Well, since we're handing it out, I was wondering if I could maybe have some inspiration. <laughs> I know. I kind of thought I would get inspiration for like having a little bit of like time with my paintings. <laughs> Did I not give you inspiration for that? No. <laughs> cool. But it's all right because I already have DM inspiration. So what are you complaining for? (laughs) I just wanted to hear it. (laughs) He wanted the gratification of you did a good job, champ. I want to know that you like me. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Everyone gets a point of inspiration and it is therefore meaningless. Yay. Well, now I don't feel special. (laughs) Yo, we can use this. I won't take it as (laughs) as cheap. I look over at Larry. I look at my shirt. I instantly take off my coat, take off my little ripped up shirt, put my shirt back on. It fits perfectly. I put my coat back on. I give Larry like the biggest hug and I just walk over like, I need to find one of these and ride one. Oh my god. <laughs> my, my newly healed bones are broken. <laughs> Not that bad of a hug. <laughs> he gives the best bear hugs. I appreciate that you're having a wonderful moment, but um, kind of looks down the hallway. Where are the others? Uh, um, not... Hmm. If there is anybody I do not trust to be on their own... Mm-hmm. mm-hmm you're right. I think we should move. Yeah, it's Jack and Eric. <laughs> we gotta go. Come sparkles away! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while you are having your moment, the Invisible Man and the Phantom make their way chasing Natasha down the stairs. God, I can't wait. And find themselves walking into a hall with some nice wooden flooring that's a little bit more decorative than the previous one. And there's some big old banners that say- Void dinosaurs rule. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's You're not wrong. Time. Oh. <gasps> Did what? I plan my t-shirt perfectly? Is it Rex in time? A blast from the past, back to the Triassic period. Yeah! Oh my god. Amazing. There is a design of a decorative spiral conch on the floor. What's... What's that... That, that like, the first fossil? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a shell... The spiral shell am- ammonites? Ammonite. Ammonite. Omastar? Yeah, is that one. <laughs> you, uh, we all know that you're a star. You see a decorative <laughs> Pikachu on the floor since we're just throwing out Pokemon names. <laughs> yeah. I know that's what it's based on. I'm... <laughs> so, yeah, you see a spiral conch shell fossil design etched in the floor and big old gates where there is a lot of trembling motion and movement from within. And trying to get you off her tail, Natasha just throws open the gates and barrels straight in to the dinosaur exhibit. Oh, shit. Dinosaur. Oh, no, it looks bright. (laughs) (laughs) And as she runs in, she flips the light switches. And the overhead lights come beaming down over a wide assortment of fossils and models of dinosaurs that I'm not going to make you roll a history for are not from the Triassic period. Absolutely not. (laughs) Is one of them a T-Rex? There's a T-Rex in the middle. They're from the Jurassic. They're from a wide assortment of eras. There is a T-Rex in the middle. Question. When I'm looking at all this, is this an upper level? That's what it looks like. It looks like it just because like the wood isn't continuing. So that's why I'm asking. Yes. Dan did not pay that much attention to the map. So... Yeah, because if anything, it just looks a little bit darker up there, which is because I was essentially planning to try and jump up there. Okay, go ahead and roll acrobatics. Phantom, if you don't mind, I'm going to I'm going to take the higher route. Take the high road. You know, I'll take the low road. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) Perfect. 17. With a 17, I'll say you are able to clumsily make your way to a pillar and climb your way up to an upper level on a catwalk that is surrounding this floor that is 
a little bit darker and separate from the lights. Now, when I was climbing, did that use any of my movement or no with the 17? Uh, I would say yes. It will take all your movement to get up onto the catwalk. Fantastic. So I'm just going to pull my hat down a little bit more just so that, oh my God. (laughs) So now that you can see as you are separate from the lights and you look down, there is in the center of this all a T-Rex skeleton. It is a full fossilized, completely assembled T-Rex. There is a model of a plesiosaur down on the lower left side. On the lower right, there are a bunch of model pterodactyls. Oh, that's the one I'm afraid of. Yeah. I'm just going to call down to Phantom. Just, Phantom, be careful. I think these dinosaurs are alive. (laughs) That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They're the deadest things ever. Have you met me? (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) Also, have they met Imhotep? Have they met me? (laughs) Imhotep and I are both technically dead. I mean, in his defense, dinosaurs would be more dead than an Egyptian. (laughs) True. Very true. And to my knowledge, they have less of a cadre of gods to bring them back to life. You know? Exactly. True. Maybe we just missed that. Now, I did say less. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Not none, which is a horrifying concept. (laughs) Yeah. So running into the dinosaur exhibit, Natasha kind of looks around and sees all of these models coming to life around her with the same magic of the scroll and takes out a dagger and throws it at the exhibit where the pterodactyls are, spooking them all and sending them up in flight. Son of a- Damn it. Oh my God, they blended in with the flooring. All right, I would like to stop this goddamn cultist finally. Let's get ahead of this. Is there a chance that I can throw one of my daggers into the cape to like pin him to the ground real quick so Phantom can do something? Well, I can help you with that. Hold on. Hold that. Because <laughs> okay. if my thing works, that should be easier. Okay. Hideous laughter. <laughs> okay. And that's a wisdom save? Yes, I believe so. Like None of mine are to hits. That's a six. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Doesn't matter what the hell it is. This is going to (laughs) hit. What do you do that causes her to bust into a fit of hideous laughter? Hey, cultist, what's the problem with a 65 million year old fan? It's stuck on Fossilate. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You're not allowed to give us a D4. You're not allowed to give us a D4. Yeah, this this is the correct context for that to be used in. (laughs) And she has to laugh. So, Dan, what does that sound like? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's pretty hideous. Yeah. <laughs> and is. she drops to the floor and starts clutching her side and rolling as she tries to stabilize herself and starts to slowly crawl in the direction of the T-Rex. Oh, why would you do that? Oh. <laughs> Whenever you give me a chance, I'm essentially going to try and jump down and stab at her with my dagger and short sword. Yeah. And she is prone. So you will have advantage on that. It's going to cancel out because of the light. So you will have disadvantage because it's in bright light. So you'll have difficulty seeing, but you will have advantage because she's prone. So that's just going to neutralize and be just a straight roll. Okay. Um... Do I have to do anything because I'm jumping off of the second floor? Uh, Make an acrobatics check. Okay. I'm just trying to be fair with all this. Ooh, that's that's a 19. All right. Yeah. With a 19, you can make it down just fine. Okay. So I go ahead and jump off of the second floor and I'm stabbing down with my plus two to undead dagger and the short sword. Okay. So go ahead and roll to hit. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is a net 20. Yay. (laughs) All right. So double the dice. So that's just nine damage then. The next attack was for the short sword. Well, some bitch. That's going to be a 12. And a 12 is not going to do it. Yeah. And then because she's been dealt damage, I'm pretty sure she gets to roll to save the hideous laughter again. Yes, unfortunately. And that's a 16. 
Oh, 14 is the DC. That's a bummer. Okay. So as the first dagger digs into her, she stops laughing. As you go to make the short sword attack, she's able to kind of roll out of the way and get back up to her feet. And then the others will now arrive on this floor. So we'll jump over to Wolfman, Imhotep, and the Frankenstein monster. Ooh, dinosaurs! (laughs) And I just go, it's a sign! And I rush towards the T-Rex. I'm just... Oh, no, he's already got a plan. <laughs> you think he has a plan? <laughs> um, a plan with one step. I think he saw a dinosaur and said, I want. I'm going to roll just a straight d20 to see how this T-Rex reacts to seeing you bum rush it. Confidence is key. So he rolled a six. It gets startled by seeing you run towards it and jumps down off of its pedestal and starts to kind of run around the perimeter to run away from you. <laughs> oh. So I'm going to use animal handling and I'm going to try and Chris Pratt in Jurassic World the T-Rex. <laughs> to see that I am friend. And I'm like, hey, hey, it's it's okay. It's okay. And also I'm trying to gesture to my t-shirt that I am friend. <laughs> All right, so as you pull the, the magic move of sticking your arms out. Yep. And my, um, my sword, I sheathed my sword, too, so my sword, is, my sword is sheathed, and I go, hey, I'm friend. Roll animal handling with advantage. Yes! 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 God, I love the DM defeated voice whenever you just like, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Plus five on animal handling, it's an 18. Yes. Ooh. Okay. It's pretty good. So with an 18... It stops in its tracks, turns to look at you, kind of shakes its tail a little bit. Yay! Oh no. It's a giant dog. <laughs> Have you not seen Night at the Museum? <laughs> Does it drop And then lets out a little Jurassic Park <laughs> that scares the pterodactyls and sends them scattering. Yeah, all right, get them out of there. I approach the T-Rex to its snout and I just pet it very nice and gentle to be to assure that I am friend. Oh. Uh, anything <laughs> from Wolfman and Imhotep? Shoot, this is precious. I'm just <laughs> Larry's just going, aw. And then remembers, oh, uh, vampire lady. Um, I'm gonna cast Bane. Um, charisma saving throw. That is 13. Ah, it's a 14 DC. Oh. So, uh, target fails the saving throw. Uh, anytime they make an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, the target must roll a d4 and subtract that number rolled from the attack or saving throw. Okay. Then over to Imhotep. Um, I am going to also do gross things to Natasha. <laughs> what? Crazy. I'm going to uh-huh. use... <laughs> I know what I fucking said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I'm going to use Ray of Sickness. Nice. Which is a gross thing to do to Natasha. Okay, describe Ray of Sickness. How she get down with the sickness. Ray of sickening. (sighs) (laughs) A ray of sickening greenish energy lashes out towards a creature within range. It's 60 feet, so she's good. Make a ranged spell attack against a target. On a hit, the target takes 2d8 poison damage and must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, it is poison. It is also poison until the end of my next turn. So that is a d20 plus 7 to hit. That is a natural one. You Uh-oh. do have some cool inspiration. I'm going to say my DM inspiration. On yeah. That, which gives me an 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Love it. And a 25 hits. And so she will take 2d8 poison damage. Sweet. She will take, ooh, yikes. She'll take 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 damage. Amazing. And then she has to do a constitution saving throw. The DC is 15. That is 13. So she remains poisoned until the end of my next turn. Okay. What she will do now for her turn, she is going to, again, seeing the, the way the tide of this battle is going and seeing a passing pterodactyl fly overhead, she is going to spider climb up the wall. 
Oh my for God. the bump <laughs> and is going to try and make an athletics check. Now it's going to be an acrobatics check to try and jump on top of a pterodactyl to ride out of here. Wow. I feel like there should be some animal handling in there after yeah. that uh, athletics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I got a plan. That is an unnatural 20. God damn it. Okay. So she is able to grab a hold of this pterodactyl. And let me look up pterodactyl stats. <laughs> <laughs> Something I thought I'd never hear so soon. <laughs> Pterodactyls have 60 feet of movement. Ugh. She's going to roll an animal handling. Yeah! <laughs> Voice Yay! of the people. <laughs> Nine. So I will say she's only able to pilot it about halfway across the room. So that's 30 feet. Ugh. And that will end her turn. But that's close to a dinosaur and a bin. Uh, Phantom, you're up. Okay, so I will run my distance to try and keep up a little bit. Uh, and then I'm going to try and hideous laughter so she falls right off the damn thing. Yeah, get her. <laughs> okay, she will make another wisdom save. With uh, that sick minus four. That's true. Ooh. So that's a 10. Yeah, it's 14. <laughs> All right, so what do you do to make her start laughing? How come you can never tell when a pterodactyl is using the bathroom? No. No. <laughs> the pee is silent. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I know that it's in character with the spell. <laughs> you can't deny it. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. So she's going to erupt into a fit of laughter, but she's not going to let go of the pterodactyl. And the pterodactyl is going to be jolted and jostled all over the place by her laughter. And I'm just going to roll to see where it takes her. Closer to me. Closer to me. Closer to me. It is going to take her south. No. <gasps> no. Towards the plesiosaur exhibit. But maybe if my plan works, it could still happen. So yeah. now it is the invisible man's turn. And at this moment, I can't see anything, right? Yes, you are blinded. Okay, fantastic. Uh, what I would like to do, I want to back up until I find some walling. And then I want to try and scramble back up to the scaffolding. So that way I get out of the light and I can see what's actually going on. Roll perception at disadvantage. But I don't want it to disadvantage. <laughs> That's a seven. With a seven, you can find your way to the wall. You can't find your way to a good scaffolding you can climb to get back to the catwalks. Fantastic. Now that I found the wall, when I can, I'm going to get out of the light. Okay. So now back over to the Frankenstein monster. Dad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm petting the T-Rex, I'm like, you know, giving it, it's like snout rubs, like, who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? And I assume the, the tail is wagging. I'm going to go up to the back on its neck and I'm going to hop on it. And yeah. I want it to rise up and I draw my longsword, give a victorious bellow, and the T-Rex roars like at the end of Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> Roll just... animal handling with advantage. Yeah. <laughs> That is a natural 20. <gasps> Thank you, Ben, for bringing your dice magic. That is a nat 20. I'm riding a motherfucking T-Rex. Yes! <laughs> as, as Mary, who just got this awesome t-shirt, best day of his life. Oh as Ben, I am very envious of Mary because that would be the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can scramble on top of the T-Rex. And do your triumphant, victorious pose. And the T-Rex pose at the Jurassic Park. And I could just, and I'm going to <laughs> ride the T-Rex to where the cultist is. And essentially, I'm going to say, bite. And I want yeah. the T-Rex to do what the, the lawyer on top of the toilet and just go, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> And just awesome. ragged all pterodactyl cultist and all. Poor pterodactyl. Didn't do Ew. anything. Okay. So the T-Rex is going to make a bite attack. Uh-huh. And that is a 13, which misses. 
Can I burn my DM inspiration to roll it again? Sure. Cool. I use my DM inspiration to roll for my T-Rex to bite the cultist. Okay, I rolled a four, so that, yeah, I rolled a four. Boom. Okay, so as it goes to bite down, Natasha, even in her fit of laughter, is able to kind of pivot the pterodactyl out of the way. I slipped a little bugger. I'm like, it's okay, Teresa. Keep trying. Teresa. Teresa? Yes. Yes, I named the T-Rex Teresa. It was the first name that popped in my head. Don't at me. Amazing. Okay, so Wolfman, it is your turn. Oh, how can I even compare? Ride the plesiosaur. (laughs) Oh my God, it'll eat me with my luck. Um, I guess I try an Eldritch Blaster out of the air. Okay, go ahead and roll to hit. Ooh, 19 plus my mod. I assume that hits. Uh, Yeah, that hits. All right. So I take aim and fire and I have two beams. So can I roll for my second beam? Go ahead and roll for your second beam. Mm, There's a nine plus six. So 15. A 15 does hit. Oh my God. All right. I'll take it. Eldritch blasting time. There's a 10 and a 6. 16 damage. All right, so she takes another 16 damage. I'm surprised she's still alive. Vampire spawn are pretty spicy. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Wand. I gain 1d4 temporary hit points. Woo! Four hit points. This is good Good rolling time for me. Nice. And then because she took damage, she's going to roll to save for the hideous laughter. It was a really funny joke. Please keep laughing. (laughs) <laughs> oh god that's a two. Oh, yes. i knew you'd agree with me yes <laughs> and then for the second bit of damage that she takes she's gonna roll again to save for the hideous laughter oh <laughs> and that's a nine yeah, it's, oh my god it's just hilarious yeah <laughs> oldie but a goodie and i'm gonna roll for the pterodactyl <laughs> nat 20 oh the pterodactyl is going to pivot as far away from the T-Rex as it can get. You know, fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to get chomped either. Yeah. (laughs) And so takes Natasha with it about 60 feet away. I yell to Teresa's like, there goes your snack. Let's go get it. But we will move on my turn. Okay. So Imhotep, it is over to you. What am I going to do? Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill the dead adder. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Sparkles, my friend, and I'm going to move my 30 feet, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I like how we had named it, and then now it's just Sparkles. Yeah, I'm too lazy. (laughs) The name is Sparkles. (laughs) Sparkles. But my usual point, my jaw distends, and where before... Okay, so this is going to be gross for Larry. I'm I'm kind of picking this to be gross for Larry. Oh, no. Um, So you've seen Imhotep do Toll the Dead when he was skeletal. Where his jaw uh-huh. kind of dislocates a little bit and it's kind of gross. Well, now he's got skin it's there. Stretchy. So the jaw dislocates and it stretches, and you actually hear it unhinge oh. and click, and the jaw, and it's the the jaw is now weighing the skin of his jaw down, <laughs> but it's just stretching oh. and sagging as his jaw is no longer connected to the top of his skull. skull. I just, oh. I, I would like to assume that Jack being near you only hears but can't see any of this and he just hears just click. all the stretching and the tearing and the clicking and the clacking of the jaw oh. and it's just kind of like Emotep is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I know the sound of that skin ripping. Oh, it's my friend. <laughs> oh, but yeah, if you looked back at Larry, he's giving you the most horrified face. And Grayson, you have inspiration for the bullshit that I gave out earlier, but that would have been an inspiration there. <laughs> I point up at the air. My jaw does that horrifying gross thing. It's like beyond the effects of the, of the 99 movie. <laughs> and uh, she has to do a wisdom saving throw, 15. That is a 16 before Bane. Ooh. 15. Damn it. She was gonna take 2d12. While your jaw's distended and everything, Jack's just gonna be like, uh, Emotep, is there anything that she could do about this whole, like, not light thing? I think it said something about, like, a curse. He He's making that horrible ah sound as he kind <laughs> of reaches up and has to physically pull, like, push his jaw back into place and, like, click it a little bit. I, yes, not right now. He points at her 
other things? Well, I can't see other things. <laughs> Above table, I'm very upset that Jack can't see me riding a T-Rex. <laughs> I'm very upset the fact that I have only three casts of level three spells and two of them are going to remove curse. No, I know, I know. Don't we have a thing? Don't we have a little rock thing? Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we don't have what to keep the taking thing? the spells. Oh. Uh, you don't know I, about I have it, have Dusty. Too. You do have the dreamstone. <laughs> <laughs> we will jump over to Natasha's turn. And she is going to roll to save from the hideous laughter. Don't you dare. That is a 15. And then Bane. That is a 14. <laughs> no, right. 14 does make it out. Oh. oh. She is able to kind of snap herself out of the laughter. And again, kind of seeing everything going to hell around her, tries to just book it straight out of there and pilots the pterodactyl. I'm going to have her roll animal handling, but... Please fuck it up. God, please. <laughs> she rolled a 15. Oh. So with a 15, she is able to successfully pilot the pterodactyl to the edge of the exhibit, drops down, and runs out the door to the next set of stairs. Oh, no. Wait, Dan, how much... How much movement does my T-Rex have? It has 50 feet of movement. How far is she away from me? She has ran out of the room and down the stairs. Your T-Rex is too big to leave the room. <gasps> no! But I was hoping to ride a T-Rex into bat. Okay. Uh, Dan would never let that no. happen. <laughs> 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 but your T-Rex can let out one more triumphant roar. <laughs> Natasha books it out of this room. The pterodactyls, again, distance themselves from it and just kind of seclude themselves back over in their nice. exhibit. I assume the plesiosaur is just like, I ain't gonna fuck around with that. He's like, I am fishman. I am the plesiosaur fish. hears the roar and then just slowly sinks under the water. Good. <laughs> like it's, an awkward little bean. It's, it's like, once again, partially at the end of Jurassic Park, but also at the end of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, when all the monsters are bowing to Godzilla. Yeah. You know what? Sure. Why not? I'll give you your spectacle since you can't take the T-Rex with you. So the plesiosaur with its extended neck, like circle of life, beginning of Lion King, <laughs> bows its neck down and the pterodactyls circle around and land around it. They sort of curtsy using their wings. Oh, and God. kind of show deference to this big T-Rex who lets out a triumphant roar with you atop it. The moment is so good that Phantom also bows. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you have no idea how happy this has made me. You have no idea. Only because Jack has no idea what's going on. He's just going to pull his short sword and his dagger and just like be ready to fight and just be like i don't know what's going on but i'm gonna start <laughs> swinging if someone doesn't tell me <laughs> i just yell out i'm on a motherfucking t-rex <laughs> so while all that's happening i'm just like petting my friend it's okay you are also a really awesome <laughs> pet required along this journey okay turning it back over to all of you what do you do from here uh, I'm pretty pissed that I spent two spell slots on, like, slowing her mobility, and we still didn't get out of the room first. So I'm out of this room. I'm going <laughs> fast as I can. Okay, so Phantom books it out. I'm following. After my triumphant movie scene moment, I uh, pat Teresa on the head, and she, like, goes down so I can get off her. I, like, go to her snout. I put my forehead to her nose, and I, it's just, she's, like, she just bones. She just, like, nuzzles it, and I just, like, give her pets. I'm, like, you are amazing, and I hope and pray our paths cross again. And I just give her, like, one more little hug, (laughs) and I leave the room. As you give that hug, she lets out an affectionate little clicking (laughs) that is just kind of the jaw disconnecting and reconnecting over and over again and it sounds kind of like a tongue trill and just a, an affectionate little cute <laughs> I have a pet T-Rex or I would have a pet T-Rex <laughs> she could fit anywhere and as I walk over I look over to Larry I'm just like that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me so with the last bit Jack's gonna put his hand in his pocket remembering that he has the stone of dreaming squeeze it and expend 
uh, what was it? I think it's like one or two charges to get rid of a curse. It is two charges. It is now down to five charges. And the haze around your eyes begins to clear up and you can see the room that you're in a little bit more cleanly. And as you're looking around, you can see just all of these dinosaurs <laughs> paying reverence to this big T-Rex huh. that is just slowly lumbering back to its pedestal in the middle of the room. So, Amotep, was that the thing that Frankenstein was on? Yes. For some odd reason, I really don't believe you. <laughs> just kind of look at, just kind of looks at Jack, then don't. Okay. <laughs> he just... <laughs> All I, all I heard was that basically what? someone was saying that they were riding a T-Rex and it's, no, that, that can't be possible. That would never happen. That one's not even magic. That's why it's not possible. <laughs> so what do we have to look forward to when we're going into all this looking for that next scroll? What? What do we have to look forward to? Like, we're, we're looking for the next scroll. Oh, yes. Are you asking me about what it will do to me or to the, the museum? Uh, essentially almost both. Uh, I don't know what we're facing. I don't know who we're facing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to simply just grab it and run? Or are we expecting to fight? What, like, the rest of you were behind us for quite a bit. I am expecting to fight. Whether you choose to or not is not my concern. You know, you have this whole thing wrapped up pun intended, uh, <laughs> you have this whole thing wrapped up in your head that you think you're alone in all this. And yet the biggest thing that I keep finding is that we're not. So don't think of yourself as a singular. I'm still working on it myself, but you can rely on people. And with that, Jack's just going to walk off. Like Eric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at you all trying to get him with him to come yeah. out of his cell. It's not happening. <laughs> no, we're going to get him. We're going to so, get him. <laughs> as you all make your way down the stairs into the next room, you see that the decorations of everything become a lot more marbled and a lot more sandstone in their tilings. You see kind of <gasps> etched into the walls of the stairs some imitation hieroglyphs. Oh um, my God, Yes. Imhotep, you'll notice that some of them are in Mesopotamian and not Coptic. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Wait, so he was telling the truth. He is from Mesopotamia. Yeah, I knew it, damn it! <laughs> and you step into a large open chamber. On either side of you, there are statues of jackals that are lining the entryway. And it is this big, vast, open expanse with a sarcophagus in the center that is cracked open and in front of the sarcophagus is Natasha dead. Oh. Oh. Look, okay. God, why did we try so hard? <laughs> On the wall behind the sarcophagus, enshrined in glass, is the scroll of Osiris. And as you make your way into the room, the scroll begins to glow. At Imhotep, your runes begin to glow, and you can feel the room begin to shake again, and you hear the voice reminding itself one more time in your head that the power of the scroll will be yours if you destroy the heart of the mummy lord. And I need you to make either history or insight, whichever is higher. Insight is seven, so we'll do insight. I got a nat 20. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Wow, we've had like three nat 20s this game. Hey, I got, I got a nat 20 where I, I got a nat 20 where it counted, and that was running a T-Rex. I think this will count too. <laughs> can, can I just kind of say that, like, I know that everybody's been super nice to Imhotep recently. He's literally just going to push past all of you to be the, make sure he gets into this room. So Imhotep, as you force your way forward to the front and start to approach the scroll with your nat 20, you start to replay the events of the museum through your head as you walk in. And you remember everything the museum has gotten wrong so far. It is a concerning amount of inaccuracies. You saw what should have been Coptic was in Mesopotamian. You saw what should have been a mix of Cretaceous and Jurassic was labeled as Triassic. You saw that the Mayan stone pedestal was an Incan. And you begin to think to yourself, if it got all of that wrong, what else 
did they get wrong? This isn't my king. And you can sense in this sarcophagus is not the pharaoh Akhenaten. And as you approach closer, you hear a voice echoing through the room that is eerily familiar reaching out to you. And what is left of your heart sinks as you hear Imhotep? Ooh, Dan. You promised me eternal life. Oh, no. Now join me in eternal death. And you recognize the voice of Anxunamun. Oh! Dan. And exploding out of the sarcophagus, reanimated with the energy of the scroll of Osiris, you do recognize the remains of your formerly in life wife, Anxunamun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of D and Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jurz, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. A quick announcement, there is no new episode next week, but we will be back with our next episode on Wednesday, May 3rd. D and Dark's cast this episode is Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, Daniel Cruz as Imhotep, the Mummy, Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, Ben Magnet as Mary, the Frankenstein monster, and Aaron Coffold as Eric, the Phantom of the Opera. This episode also featured Kendra Taylor as Unksunamun. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni recorded at True North Studios Las Vegas. Additional music this episode was provided by Braxton Cheney. Listen to new episodes of D and Dark Wednesdays, anywhere you find podcasts. I love that they fucked it up so bad. They looked at this woman and said, yep, that's a king. (laughs) 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 I know that this is the, this is that big reveal and I'm appreciating. And trust me, like I should have picked up on this way sooner. So good on you. That was a good twist. It got me. But damn, are the Brits stupid if they're like, oh, yes, this woman, this, this, this sarcophagus, when we opened it and we saw inside, they were wrapped in a way that showed breasts and the face was that of a woman. Must be a king. Must be. But you know what the funniest thing is? That sounds about right. Early Egyptology was a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> My headcanon is that the archaeologists, because um, the pharaoh Akhenaten was eaten as mummy jerky. <laughs> so in my head canon, they know that they lost the body of this pharaoh and within the same site they found another body that the general public's not gonna know the difference that's fair that's okay you got a reason behind it so uh oof this is gonna be it's gonna be a rough next session